0: Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. All right.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of the Business as Mission podcast. I am excited ecstatically excited to be here with my old friend, Mats Tunahak. Uh, Mats and I met at least 25, 30 years ago in Central Asia and uh, have been good friends and brothers ever since and deeply involved in what God is doing in the world of business's mission. And Mats has sort of emerged, in my opinion, he wouldn't claim this, but I would give it to him, as sort of the elder statesman of BAM in terms of, of speaking, thinking, writing consulting, organizing, connecting all the things that need to be done. He's one of the one of the very few people in the world that that God seems to have placed in that specific role. So, I know, you know, Mats you're not even blushing. You must agree with me, but uh, anyway, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you.
2: Thanks, Mike. So it's good to be with you, and of course, I I always agree with you sometimes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I think my, Mats, as a Swede, has always taken umbrage with my, my Swiss background, so uh, <laughs> we, we have a little bit of former European rivalry going on, although nothing is as fun as watching you on stage with somebody from Norway. That, to me, is always very entertaining, the, the barbs that you guys shoot at each other. That's true. That's true. Well, let's get started. So, Mats, first of all, just, I mean, I describe you as the elder statesman, and I do mean that sincerely, because I think that's the way God has positioned you. Uh, it's certainly not a choice you made. It's something he made and has put his hand on you. But give us just a, the snapshot of, of who are you right now? I mean, I know it's a, it's a movie target, but but for those who don't know you, and I don't think there'll be too many people on this podcast listening in that don't know much Tuna Hog, but um, if, if just give us, you know, who are you right now? What are you doing and, and kind of what are the, the
2: roles God has you in? Well, I've been involved in business as mission, as as many of us call it now, for about 30 years. And and Mike, you're right, we met about 30 years ago in Central Asia and Kyrgyzstan and beyond. And um, uh, yeah, it was not my great plan to be involved in business or BAM or to start a global movement, but... Uh, God orchestrated things and you and I and a few others early on started to look into this arena what does it mean to do business for God and for people with a great commission a purpose and perspective and an impact and uh, then to make the long story short so where where am I today well God sort of led me then uh, working with others to help uh, facilitate communication and collaboration globally. And uh, my title, I think, is Chairman of BAM Global. So, uh, trying to lead uh, a global movement, uh, and our mission is to invigorate, strengthen, and equip the global uh, BAM movement by providing both intellectual and social capital, that is, connect people and ideas. And today we can talk about a global movement, and thousands of people on all continents are involved uh, singing out of the same uh, song sheet. And I'm just part of this great orchestra that God is conducting, and I'm, I'm happy to be a, a part of that. So, um, based in Sweden and the US, and uh, in Northern Sweden and in Alexandria, Virginia, my wife uh, is from Alaska originally. She's there right now as we speak. And she uh, works globally on anti-trafficking issues.
1: Yeah, and it's a, and that's a, another person I want to get on the podcast is Jennifer. She's uh, she's amazing, and uh, her passion for freedom, business, and all that goes with that is is uh, we need to hear more of it. So, my, um real quickly, a commercial coming up next week is the Ban Global Summit for 2023. You want to take a minute and just tell people about that.
2: Yeah, so there is a a global community of of leaders in business, church missions, and academia on all continents that are involved in business as mission, and we try to gather the global BAM community on an online summit. So Thursday, twenty seven April, we will do just that, and our our theme for this particular summit is to follow God into the marketplace uh, and say yes to his calling uh, even when it may not be my ideal um, and in the ups and the downs and the pains and, and the tears and the joys and the laughter uh, and, and lessons learned because uh, BAM is not a story about from rags to riches it's a Story about following God uh, no matter what, and the cost can be high. And so that's a little bit of the theme. And we'll hear uh, different speakers, in, including uh, some that you many of us have, have heard before, but people who are doing BAM around the world and their stories, uh, their pains and the tears, the joys and the successes and their failures. And so we can encourage one another because we are all together on a journey, and that's part of. The mission of, of BAM Global it, it is, hey, uh, encourage one another as we are on a BAM journey. Yeah, that's that's one of the one of the great things that's come out of
1: BAM Global. Uh, which, by the way, for our listeners, you can learn more about it businessesmission.com uh as a, as a good starting place to do your research. Uh, the but the need for community and, and and collaboration encouragement in the greater world of BAM is so huge because there really isn't any other place. There's no university that's taken the lead. There's no churches that have picked up this and run with it. I mean, many are involved, but as a community of BAM practitioners and resources and so forth, uh, I agree with you Mats, BAM Global has just really met a need that, that I think the, the body has. So I'm thankful for that and thankful to be right. you know connected to it a little bit um, and supportive of what you guys are doing. So let, let's um, get to the spirit of BAM stories yeah, give us a, a thumbnail on how you went from, really, ministry. You know, you're the son of a pastor. You were in, working with, when I met you, you were working with InterDev. Many people don't even remember that organization. We just recently lost Phil Butler. Uh, when it would, we didn't lose him. He went to heaven. But the uh, that's when what you were doing when we met. You were facilitating consultations around different places in the world. But the journey from there... It, it more into what you're doing now. What what did that look like? How did God lead you? How did He teach you?
2: Yeah. So um, I did partnership development, de- developed uh, international partnerships of Christian agencies and churches around the world, focusing on on different countries or particular unreached people groups. And I was involved in Central Asia while well, there was still a Soviet Union, um, the Soviet Central Asia, and then there were the Kyrgyz Republic and the Uzbek Republic, and then in December 91, Soviet Union imploded, and all these uh, republics became independent countries, the Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan and so forth. And I had back in the late 80s been part of starting a a global consultation focusing on on this region, and we were looking at how can we mobilize uh, people from all continents, Christians, to work together, to make a, a difference in 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 central asia now what happened of course that uh, younger listeners may not really recall because they were not around in 91 or <laughs> is that in soviet times in the communist times you know everybody had an employment unemployment in soviet union was 0% but Uh, That did not mean that they had meaningful jobs or that they produced anything in particular or that they were well paid or there were no consumer goods to buy. Uh, But when Soviet Union uh, imploded, then one country became 15 countries. One currency became 15 currencies. One centrally planned economy became 15 countries who had to adjust to the global marketplace uh, economy. And that meant, among other things, that unemployment and underemployment went from 0% to 30, 50, and 70%, especially in Central Asia, where you and I met, Mike, in the early 90s. And what we, what, what we saw then and what I saw, we had brought in hundreds of, of agencies to come in to work in the region, but none of them were equipped to or focused on dealing with this issue you know what are we going to do when people don't have jobs and uh, an unemployment on that scale uh, creates all kinds of uh, social problems labor migration human trafficking uh, social dysfunctions that were enormous there were whole villages and towns in Tajikistan with no male presence because they all left for Russia yep. to work so that triggered me to think we need to do something. What, how is the gospel going to be relevant to these issues in a holistic gospel? Now, looking at all the Christian workers that have come in from all over the world, by 33% from Korea, they were not business people. So I spent a few years then talking to business people around the globe and business networks. What would it take for you to come with me to Central Asia, not to fund ministries, but to do what you are good at, business, so we can address right. these problems? not just do any business because the, the oligarchs and the mafia came very quickly and they did business. Yeah. Like a <laughs> switch of a bad line. On and, and not not good for people or countries. And so that's how I got started into it. And the ball started to roll. And we, we did for 10 consecutive years, the Central Asia business as mission consultation. And then the ball started to roll. I got invitation from other countries and continents. Can you do something on this? Um, And then we did the first global think tank on business as mission, started in 2002, which resulted in the Lausanne paper on business as mission and the BAM manifesto. And that catalyzed um, a a global conversation and a global movement. So that's how I sort of, God brought me into this, not because of a grand plan. I just, hey, there's a needle, let's do something. Yeah, And,
1: and two quick points. One is, Lausanne has a great library of BAM materials, the BAM Manifesto, the uh, Wealth Creation Manifesto. There's a lot of good material there, and it's also now available in multiple languages. So I would encourage our listeners to go to lausanne.org and just peruse what's there. And that's that's number one. The second is, that, I thinking back to those early days in, in Central Asia and the numbers you were throwing around. You know, in Kyrgyzstan, for example, while the government said unemployment was 30 percent, it was, in fact, 70 percent, more or less, in the general population. And I want our listeners to think about this for a moment, because there are still places in the world like this. Mm -hmm. You know, Myanmar, for example. I mean, this is not ancient history. Uh, This is not residue from the collapse of the Soviet Union. This is still a worldwide issue that feeds all kinds of social and spiritual dysfunction, as you mentioned. Uh, What we found... Looking at that, it was within the Christian community. In the early days, in Kyrgyzstan, for example, there were less than 500 believers in the whole country. The unemployment rate was over 90%. So if you start to stop and think about what is it like to live in a society where, where only 3 out of 10 people have jobs, or in a Christian struggling Christian community where only 1 out of 10 people have jobs. I mean, that's the reality. That's, that, that's the, the need that is so real. So, yeah, I um, I really want us to to concentrate on that. Just to, as a movement, much fast forward because uh, really we want to talk about what what are you seeing today? What is it that that from your global perspective is
2: troubling to you, and I'd also encouraging? If we take the uh, the gospel seriously, we take the Great Commission seriously. It's still a a, a fact, you know, if our uh, main focus is unrich peoples, or maybe it's youth and children, or maybe it is poverty and poor people, or maybe it is areas high risk areas for uh, human trafficking, or maybe um, it is Muslim world or Buddhist world or Hindu world, or maybe it is areas where with the highest possible unemployment. If you take all these variables, they actually overlap significantly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and and that is true still today. And the gospel cannot be relevant uh, in the Muslim world, in the Hindu world, in in the Buddhist world uh, unless you also address because there's where you find high unemployment, high risk for uh, human trafficking, poverty, young people, the demographics is really a pyramid. So unemployment is high but as people grow up uh, there's going to be more and more people just coming out into the labor market where, uh, where where the, the uh, jobs are already scarce. So uh, and that's what we saw in Central Asia, and that is still a fact in many other parts of the world uh, today. So, BAM is not just something hey a cool thing to do. No, it's a very strategic response to spiritual, economical, environmental. To- and and economic needs where the gospel can come in through business and meet those needs.
1: You know, and and the way you said that, Miles, that's always helpful because that's one of your gifts is crystallizing things in in the system that you can remember. But think about, you know, business's mission being so much more than just getting access to a restricted country. It is that, it can be that, and that is part of what you just described. But sure. it, it's also, you know, environmental impact. But it's there's no mystery that the environmental disasters around the world are primarily in impoverished areas. They're primarily in unreached areas. I mean, there, there's a there's a confluence of things here. But right. there's a that the unreached, the the damage, the massive damage to the the environment, uh, the social fabric coming apart with things like social trafficking, as, as sexual trafficking, so many other things. You know, and uh, but business, if done God's way, doesn't address the whole thing. There's always need for the church. There's need for so many other things. But business is such a powerful lever, or lever, as some people want to say, uh, right. in order to come in and move things and get things moving and changing. And so, and
2: if I just may interject here, Mike, I mean, I, I'm I'm having a conversation uh, with. Julie, who works in uh, Haiti, and that'll be in um, on the BAM Summit next yes. week. Yes. And when she first came there, uh, as the earthquake had happened about 13 years ago, uh, she she's, was trained in sort of a crisis management, trauma response, and, and disaster management and all that. And one Haitian lady, who later became her business partner, told her, Hey, white lady. I don't need a bottle of water. I need a job. Of course, that was needed. But long-term, jobs is what makes a difference because handouts never give dignity. Yeah. Jobs do. Yeah. There's no question. Um, there There was a
1: pretty powerful book written here in the U.S. maybe 15 years ago called Please Stop Helping Us. Right. It was coming against the welfare state. You know, stop giving the handouts. It doesn't solve anything. And I think, you know, for missions, the world of, of what God's doing around around the world is, is it's the same thing. We got to remember that. You know, yeah, sometimes when you're thirsty, give me a cup of cold water. I get, I totally get that. But long term, you know, give me a stable family, give me a stable job, give me, you know, there are fundamental things. And this is the, this is kingdom thinking, Mots. This is not just global evangelism. This is how the we think about the kingdom, because a kingdom, it's a, it's a systematic, it's a system, if you will. It's a systemic no. solution right. to man's problems. It's not just going to heaven when you die. And you know, I, you and I have talked for years about that God is doing so much more. Don't, nobody should misunderstand this, but he's doing so much more than just fireproofing people's souls. He really is restoring everything in creation in the created system that has been damaged by sin. You know, right. you've heard me say so many times the old um, Christmas uh, song, he comes to make his blessings flow as far as the curse is found. And so wherever anything is touched by the curse of sin, God is at work to restore that. And that, that to me is the, the, is one of the guiding principles of, of not just ban, I think, you know, in terms of government's mission
0: and education mission, I mean, all of right. it wrapped around what God's doing. We'll be right back after a short break. The Business as Mission Podcast is in partnership with TriVenture, the BAM launch pad. TriVenture offers the three ingredients every entrepreneur needs to launch and scale a BAM business, courses, coaching, and capital. For more information, visit Triventure.com. So, Mats, what are you what are you
1: seeing today that, that thrills you? What are you seeing today that concerns you
2: about the movement? What is encouraging, of course, is the tremendous exponential growth of the BAM movement in the last 25 years. Uh, You know, if you go back 25 years, we talked about BAM businesses in in the dozens, and many were micro and small. Well, today we can talk about uh, BAM businesses in the thousands, in the small and medium sized sector and beyond, even large. 25 years ago, uh, you know, there there weren't really any NGOs or mission agencies that have had adopted this and part of their strategy. Uh, today, twenty five years uh, later, uh, basically all of the oldest and the biggest mission agencies in the evangelical world have adopted and embraced business as mission. Uh, twenty five years ago, this was fairly unknown in in churches uh, but it is becoming more and more talked about and churches and denominations whole denominations are actually adopting bam as as part of their calling uh, different from how they implemented them businesses but to see they need to talk about it preach it encourage it and, and so forth and 25 years ago you know there you couldn't find a course on business as mission in general uh, anywhere in the world today there are many universities, MBA programs, uh, colleges around the globe uh, that are teaching business as mission. And there are whole MBA programs who are not just teaching a course, but they have revamped the whole MBA program so everything is infused by BAM. And, of course, that can't be that difficult. MBA, B-A-M, you know, so it's just same letters. You just throw them around a little bit and you get <laughs> you get it. The uh, so I mean... And today, there are dozens and dozens of PhDs on business as mission. And there are countless of master theses on business as mission, even at secular universities and prominent ones like the London School of Economics on business as mission in Middle East and North Africa. So what we see, of course, is a tremendous global movement of God. And there are, as you mentioned, there are BAM networks um, and there's a BAM Brazil, there's a BAM Canada, there's a BAM Norway, Netherlands, and Russia, and Southern Africa, and South Asia, and, and Northeast India, and there's in one in Mongolia and China, and and, and Russia, and we can and, and we can go on and on, and and so BAM speaks over twenty languages uh, today. <laughs> so BAM has become a global movement, and it's not uh, a sort of a from the west to the rest kind of movement it is from everywhere to everywhere it's a global global movement that's the encouraging news and we see more and more people being served more jobs are being provided lives are being transformed uh you know environmental disasters are being cleaned up and people are getting uh you know their their lives are being transformed through jobs with dignity and and the gospel is being shared and churches are being planted and and you know, the good products and services are are are, are being done, um, so that's something we can rejoice in. So that's the good news. But then you wanted me to share, or you want to comment first before we no, talk? No, about No, 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 I, no. I, I you know me. I could comment on everything, but
1: this is <laughs> I want this your story. Yeah. So what what yeah. what, what is it concerns you? What what's the
2: bad news? Well, it's. It is not bad. It is more of a, uh, we need to be aware of mindful of that, um, uh, especially when it comes to the issue of mission drift. Uh, mission drift means you move away from your original intent or purpose or calling or objectives or mission statement. And that's nothing unique to a BAM. That is something that uh, can happen and happens all the time to a university, to a business, uh, to a church. Uh, so this is a phenomenon that does exist. Uh, organizations, businesses, churches, universities—they drift from their original mission. Now, to change your mission doesn't mean you become bad. Doesn't mean you become sort of mafia or something sinister. It just. That, that you're something different from what you originally were. Uh, I mean, Harvard University had a very clear biblical view on education. They don't anymore, but that doesn't mean they're a bad university. Um, they're just different. Now, the issue with mission drift that nobody ever plans for mission drift. And that's not a thing you plan. It it happens because you uh, don't have systems or guardrails in place to avoid mission drift, and of course, the uh, what is the risk for mission drift in in the BAM movement? I would say, and that the biggest mission drift is that we lose the great commission component of doing business, and what would that mean? Well. Two things, and let me give you sort of a context in the background. Before before the BAM movement emerged about the twenty five or so years ago, you know, there were already marketplace ministries. There were Christian groups in business and at work. Some get faith at work, looking at you know what does it mean to be Christians in business or Christians in, in particular, a particular profession. So we're not the first ones looking at, at that. And there are hundreds of them in, in the U.S. alone. And there's one in, in Germany that started 120 years ago. For example, Christian in the Wirtschaft, a good group. I've been to most of their local chapters in, in the different big cities in, in Germany. But if you look at all these hundreds of marketplace ministries around the globe that do exist today uh, and existed before BAM emerged, 99% or so of them are local doesn't make them wrong or bad. No, they're they're good. They're good in general, good. Bam's unique contribution into this faith at work and faith and business movement is thinking, well, uh, Jerusalem is good, speaking Bible languages here, (laughs) but what about taking our business practices to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, to these countries we described earlier and areas we described earlier. And not just to do nice ethical business, but with an intentional effort of manifesting God in the way we run our business and conduct our relationships in business. Because the Great Commission has these two components, among other things, to the ends of the the world and making Christ known. Now, that's, that's what... Is kind of unique to BAM. BAM's unique contribution, as, as it were, our USP, but it's also the one that is complicates matter. But doing business is difficult. Doing business with Jesus makes it even more complex. But then doing business with Jesus to the ends of the earth—wow! <laughs> yep, exactly. That's not that's not anybody's default mode. That takes an intentional effort. Now, the default mode for most people, maybe not for you, Mike, but for most people, whether you're a Christian or not, American or Swedish, doesn't matter. For most people on this planet, the default mode is to stay home, stay with your culture, your language, your food, your football team, your church, your <laughs> club, whatever it is. That is to stay local. And it doesn't make people bad. It's just very human to stay local. And that's the default mode. The thing is, you never have to encourage defaults Because default by default is default. (laughs) Write that down, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Default by default is default. But BAM is challenging the default mode. And if we don't keep encouraging each other to go beyond the default mode, then the mission drift will happen by default to, hey, we're going to, narrow it down, we become more local, and we may settle for just being nice Christians in in business. And and that's why it's so important, Mike, and, and your podcast is very, very important um, to continue to encourage us to think, hey, it's not just doing business in general. It's not just doing business as Christians. It is doing business with a holistic mindset, with a great permission uh perspective. So it's not that the BAM movement hasn't lost it, but because it is a challenging thing to to include great commission into our business lifestyle, we need to make sure uh, those guardrails are there, the encouragement is there. Otherwise, the default mode will most likely kick in. Does that make sense, Mike? No, I think it's a
1: great way of expressing it. And it's a concern that you and I both share that that we will forget the kingdom component, we will forget the great commission, the disciple making component, and it's almost like when you first start talking about, it's about, you know, the gospel with no jobs, right. uh, we could go the other way, and end up with jobs but no gospel, right, right. And so being able to come back again and again to this holistic view, and it is complicated. I mean, the moment yeah. you start asking a, a business person who loves God, tell me how you're making disciples in your business. They really struggle, and and understandably, it's a very difficult question. It's not an easy question, right? Um, and I, 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 you know, I think we've got to constantly within the movement remind people of the whole program. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, it's that you talk a lot about the quadruple bottom line. There's the financial bottom line, the spiritual bottom line, the social bottom line, the environmental bottom line. I mean, you know. W- that balanced scorecard approach is the best way I know to help keep businesses on track. Uh-huh. And, and and we need, within the spirit of collaboration, we need to be holding each other accountable in a very gentle and loving way. Because again, as you said, it's tough. It is hard to do business. It's hard to do business as a Christian. It's certainly hard to do business as a Christian overseas. So it's easy to get swallowed up in that. Your, your mention of Julie... Her story, which I know will be shared next week at the at the uh, summit, but Julie's story is an, a, a great example of what God has been doing uh, in a very holistic way in Haiti, and same thing, you know, with others around the world that we'll be hearing from. So I'm excited about that. All right, I know we got to wrap this up because you have places to go. Give us a give us a sneak peek
2: of what Mats Tuna Tunaug sees in the future for BAM. What we've been doing in the last twenty or so years. Uh, has been focusing on creating a common language around business as a mission, because without a common language, you cannot communicate, and without communication, you can't collaborate, and without collaboration, you can't create greater impact. So those are four things that starts with C. You know, common language, communication, collaboration, creating greater impact, and. You know, we've involved over 500 people from 50 different nations in these global conversations around what is business as mission from a biblical standpoint, from a strategic standpoint, from a historical standpoint, from a church view, from a missiological view, and all that kind of stuff. And that's a result in the BAM manifesto, the Wealth Creation Manifesto, you know, 30 different uh, plus reports on 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 what is business as as mission. And that has been a basis for the fact that, that there is a movement because we're talking the same language the BAM language and we we are using the term business as mission and BAM in in many cases but of course as we move out to other countries and languages there are other other words and terms for it but there's been a, a season where we really need to talk about what it is and also use a term uh In the meantime, do I think business as mission is the optimal term you can use? I think it's okay. I think it's okay. (laughs) It's what we have, right? It is what we have. But the point is, and you and I have talked about that before, Mike, also that it's not the term, it's the concept. It's not the words, it's the content. But we've needed for a season a term who help bring us together. So bam is is like a scaffolding that you're needed as you build a new paradigm. Once the new paradigm is built, you take away the scaffolding. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. uh, so what I'm dreaming of is, you know, whatever decade or decades from now, they will do studies on, on this podcast and they will sort of smile laughingly. Look at these two guys, you know, Mike Bear, Mats Tuna Hogg, they're using the term business as mission. That's kind of a cute term. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll say, yeah, nobody uses that term anymore because it's a new paradigm. It's a given. That's what that's yeah. what we think. That's, that's what we have actually embraced, internalized now, and we don't need a special term for it. So, my dream is that this, this kind of some of this scaffolding stuff we're doing, you know, we'll we'll be able to take them down, because BAM has become a worldview and a lifestyle, a given, a new baseline. It'll, it'll be the operating system where all the BAM apps are just working, without yeah. a particular name. So that is one of my dreams and hopes, and I think we'll get there. I love it. I love it. Well, Mats,
1: thanks. Uh, we, we struggled to get connected several times uh, for the podcast. I'm glad we did. Glad you're getting to enjoy some time in Sweden um, for the summer. And I uh, hope that Jennifer gets there quickly and doesn't spend the whole summer in, uh, in Alaska while you're there. Uh, but guys, just so you know, Mats and I go way back. We've become great friends over the years. I have a huge respect for him and what he's doing. And I want to encourage all of you, if you don't know him, if you don't follow him, Get connected to him. Go to mattstunehag dot com, uh, and you, he's got blogs and resources and articles and so forth. Go to businessesmission dot He is he is one of the he's the global chair for the group that sponsors that BAM Global. So so many things, and also he is a Lausanne, I don't know if he called Othello or what the right term is, but he's he's uh, d- deeply connected to the design movement as well for the businesses mission disciplines within that. So uh, Matt's just. Thank you so much for spending time with us and I look forward to people reaching out to you. I'm going to put all this uh, contact information in the show notes so that they can find you and learn from you. Thanks, Mike. Always good to
0: talk. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, my brother. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. We invite you to become part of the story by supporting the BAM podcast at patreon.com slash BAM stories. There's a link in the notes with this episode. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen.